Well, good morning to each one. Greetings in Jesus' name. For a message today, I invite you to Genesis chapter 24. The title for my message today is Qualities for Christian Service. We just sang the song, the hymn, In Service, Lord, for Thee. And so the question is, what is Christian service? What should Christian service look like? What must we know and understand about it so that we can serve effectively? Now, in our lesson this morning, we looked at the opposite of Christian service. We looked at the, the slugger, the slothful. But what is Christian service? Today, we will answer the question by considering the example of a faithful Old Testament servant. And so if you're there in Genesis 24, in this account, we find a servant whose name we believe is Eliezer. However, in Genesis 24, he is not called Eliezer, but simply Abraham's servant. And so if you're there in Genesis 24, I will read 1 through 2 and introduce this man, Eliezer. It says in verse 1, Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh. Now, why do we believe that the name of this trusted oldest servant who ruled over all the possessions that Abraham had, why do we believe his name was Eliezer? Well, if you're there in Genesis, you can turn back to chapter 15, and here we find the answer. In Genesis chapter 15, the word of the Lord is coming to Abraham through a vision, and notice what it says in verse 1. I will read 1 through 4. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one, this Eliezer, shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Now, at this point, Abram had no children. And so according to the custom of that day, the, the steward, I believe the King James says, the heir of his house, who was this Eliezer of Damascus, would eventually inherit Abraham's estate. And so it's believed that this Eliezer of Damascus in chapter 15 
is the same trusted servant that we find in chapter 24. And so in this vision in chapter 15, God tells Abram that Eliezer will not be the heir, but that he would have a son who would be heir of all the household. And so now going ahead to chapter 14, the name of this trusted servant is not mentioned. Why is that? Well, the promised son, the heir, Isaac, is born. In fact, we'll find in chapter 24 that this Isaac, the heir, is all grown up and in need of a wife. And so up to the time of Isaac's birth, Eliezer was the heir. This was no secret. This was a fact. Everyone knew it. Everyone understood that one day all of Abraham's possessions would belong to this Eliezer of Damascus. But that all changed with the birth of Isaac. Now Isaac would be the heir. And so with the birth of Isaac, Eliezer goes from being an heir of great wealth to simply a trusted servant. And so now in Genesis 24, many years have passed, and we find this servant, Eliezer, still serving faithfully, not for the wealth, not for the possessions, but because of his commitment and love for his master. What an example for us who are called to be servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so here in Genesis 24, which we will read in just a few minutes, Eliezer, this trusted servant, is given an assignment like he has never gotten before. And that assignment is to go find a wife for Isaac. Not a local girl, not a girl from the hometown, but a girl from Abraham's hometown, home country, which was many, many hundreds and hundreds of miles away. Through desert, rough terrain, a country that would have been very unfamiliar to Eliezer. And so, can Eliezer handle this assignment? Does he really have the qualities that it takes to get this done? We will read Genesis 24 at this time. It's a lengthy reading, but uh, I will be reading from the New King, and if you don't have a New King King and want to uh, just listen, that's fine. Genesis chapter 24. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? 
But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land, he will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, for all his master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, the city of Nahor. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. Then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, Please let down your pitcher that I may drink, and she says, Drink, and I will give, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have showed kindness to my master. And it happened before he had finished speaking that behold Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. Now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin no man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Please, let me drink a little water from your pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back to the well to draw water, and drew for all his camels. And the man, wondering at her, remained silent, so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. So it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a golden nose ring, weighing half a shekel, and two bracelets for her wrist, weighing ten shekels of gold, and said, Whose daughter are you? Tell me, please, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? And she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah's son, whom she bore to Nahor. Moreover, she said to him, We have both straw and feed enough and room to lodge. Then the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and truth toward my master. As for me, being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. So the young woman ran and told her mother's household these things. 
Now Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to the man by the well. So it came to pass when he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrist, and when he heard the words of his sister Rebekah saying, Thus the man spoke to me, that he went to the man, and there he stood by the camels at the well. <clears throat> and he said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. Then the man came to the house, and he unloaded the camels and provided straw and feed for the camels and water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. Food was set before him to eat, but, he said, I will not eat until I have told about my errand. And he said, Speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. And he has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old. And to him he has given all that he has. Now my master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. But you shall go to my father's house and to my family and take a wife for my son. And I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to me, The Lord, before whom I walk, shall send his angel with you and prosper your way. And you shall take away for my son from my family and from my father's house. You will be clear from this oath when you arrive among my family, for if they will not give her to you, then you will be released from my oath. And this day I came to the well and said, O oh Lord God of my master Abraham, if you will now prosper the way in which I go, behold, I stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin comes out to draw water, and I say to her, Please give me a little water from your pitcher to drink, and she says to me, Drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord appointed for my master's son. But before I had finished speaking in my heart, there was Rebekah coming out with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down to the well and drew water. And I said to her, Please let me drink. <clears throat> and she made haste and let her pitcher down from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give your camels a drink also. So I drank, and she gave the camels a drink also. Then I asked her and said, Whose daughter are you? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, who Milcah bore to him. So I put the nose ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrist. And I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had led me in the way of truth to take the daughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing comes from the Lord. 
we cannot speak to you either bad or good. Here is Rebecca before you, take her and go, and let her be your master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. And it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard their words that he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold, and clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to her brother and to her mother. And he said, I'm sorry, and he and the man who were with him ate and drank and stayed all night. Then they arose in the morning and said, Send me away to my master. But her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least ten. After that she may go. And he said unto them, Do not hinder me, since the Lord has prosperous, prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go to my master. So they said, We will call the young woman and ask her personally. Then they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent Rebekah away, their sister and her nurse, and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, O sister, may you become the mother of thousands, of ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. Then Rebekah and her maids arose, and they took and they rode on the camels and followed the man. So the servants took Rebekah and departed. Now Isaac came from the way of Beor, Lehi Ro, for he dwelt in the south. And Isaac came out to meditate in the field in the evening, and he lifted his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. For she had said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother's Sarah's tent. And he took Rebekah, and she became his wife. And he loved her, so Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. What a story. <clears throat> I want to consider eight qualities that I believe contributed to Eliezer's success. You know, we could say that Eliezer just got lucky. You know, he, um, you know, he was deer hunting, D-E-A-R, and maybe he just got lucky deer hunting. But I don't think so. I think there was a secret to his success, and I want to consider eight qualities. And the first one is that Eliezer was faithful. Eliezer was completely trusted by Abraham to the point of sending him to find a wife for his son Isaac. How did this come about? 
The answer, I believe, is that Eliezer was simply a faithful man. You know, it's through everyday faithfulness that trust is established. Abraham knew that he could totally trust his servant Eliezer. Why? Because he proved himself faithful day after day, year after year, in the small and insignificant details of life. And so quality number one is simply be faithful in the daily things that may seem small or insignificant. Number two, Eliezer was equipped. If you notice in verse 10, then the servant took 10 of his master's camels and departed for all all his master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia to the city of Nahor. Abraham made sure that Eliezer was fully equipped for the journey. Ten camels, other servants are mentioned, gifts for the bride and her family. Everything that Abraham had was at Eliezer's disposal. Not to make Eliezer look rich or to impress others, but so that he could accomplish the mission that was given him. We too are on a mission, and God has equipped us with everything we need to accomplish his will. He's given us his word. We have the Holy Spirit that leads and guides us. We have the armor that we can put on to protect us and to help us to live victorious over Satan. God gives us this equipment not to make us look rich or to make us famous or to exalt ourselves. He equips us so that we can fulfill his calling in our lives. And so we too are equipped to accomplish our master's will. Number three, Eliezer was prayerful. We're talking about qualities for Christian service. Eliezer was prayerful. In verse 12, we see him committing this situation to God. Then he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my masters, to my master Abraham. Eliezer prays for God's blessing on himself so that he could accomplish the will of his master Abraham. God answered those prayers, and I, I just have to point out his response. We see one of the responses, the first response in 26 and 27. His response was a response of worship. Then the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and is true towards my master. As for me, being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. And then later we have that response in 51 and 52. 
when the, when the family said, Here is Rebekah before you. Take her and go and let her be your master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. Again, his response, And it came to pass when Abraham's servants heard their words that he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. Be prayerful. Be prayerful. God, give me success today to accomplish your will. And then, when God gives us that success to accomplish his will, an attitude of worship and respect. The fourth thing I see in Eliezer was his eagerness. We see that in 2417, and a servant ran to meet her and said, please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. When Eliezer sees Rebecca, he is eager to find out if she is the one. He runs to meet her. Eliezer was so focused on seeing his master's wishes come true, he could not delay. He had to find out, could this be the one? Eager. If God is showing you something that needs done, don't hesitate. Run. Number five. Eliezer was dedicated. Verse 33, chapter 24. Food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have told about my errand. And he said, speak on. You know, it's very possible that Eliezer was very hungry after his long journey. Probably, if you imagine being on the trail and on the trip, they probably didn't eat good home-cooked meals. And so here was finally an opportunity, more likely to sit down and eat something that was good and hot and, and fresh and all that. But Eliezer says, I will not eat. That is dedicated. Dedicated is simply putting the will and desires of God ahead of our own. His service to his master took first place. I will not eat. The sixth point I see is that Eliezer was humble. If you look there in verse 34, he says, he introduces himself by simply saying, I am Abraham's servant. You know, Eliezer could have said many things about himself. He could have said many things about his position in Abraham's estate. Things that would have been true, things that could have been very interesting. However, he simply introduces himself as, I am Abraham's servant. An humble attitude. Simply, I am a servant of God. The seventh quality I see in Eliezer was the fact that he was very direct. In verse 34 through 48, Eliezer finally meets with Rebekah's family. 
he gets right down to business. He presented the situation. He presented the mission that he was on, finding a way for his master's son. And then in verse 49, he asked for a decision. Now, if you would deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. And if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Eliezer did not beat around the bush. He presented his case and then asked for a decision. Be direct. Valuable time can be wasted beating around the bush. Get to the point and then move on to the right hand or the left. Eliezer was diligent, point number eight. Verse 56, and he said to them, Do not hinder me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go to my master. Hinder me not, Eliezer says. His goal was to finish up business and head back to his master. He was not willing to wait around for the convenience of those in Rebecca's family. Now, it's interesting that Rebecca's brothers and her mother were not ready for her to leave immediately. They asked in verse 55 for at least 10 more days. Earlier, these brothers had said that Rebecca could go, but now they are asking for 10 more days. Eliezer says, do not hinder me since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go to my master. Eliezer had accomplished the directions that Abraham had given him. Now it was time to return to his master and wait for farther instructions. You see, Eliezer was on his master's time, not their time. Be diligent. Hinder me not from doing the will of my master. In closing, Eliezer did not just get lucky and happened to find a wife for his master's son. His success was founded in faithfulness, being equipped, prayerful, eager, dedicated, humble, direct, and diligent. As servants of Jesus Christ, let's take these same qualities to heart. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We'll call for a closing song.